And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. You know, I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you discouraged about the coronavirus? Are you, are you fearful about the COVID-19? A lot of people are. I want to talk to you today about staying encouraged in discouraged times. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, the Apostle Paul says something very, very important. He says, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. In other words, Paul says, the thing that keeps me encouraged, the thing that keeps the air in my spiritual and emotional balloon is the mercy of God. Let me give you a definition of God's mercy. It's God doing that for you and me, which we don't deserve and which we could never pay for. See, we don't receive God's mercy because we are great people. We don't receive God's mercy because we're pretty good people. We receive God's mercy when we hit our bottom and we say, Jesus, please be merciful to me, a sinner. In fact, you know, I've worked with a number of people who've had substance abuse issues in their life over the years. And one of the things I've discovered is that an alcoholic or a drug addict has to hit bottom before they can receive help. And you know what? God looks at us and he says, you know, you need to hit your bottom so that you can receive my mercy and my grace and me doing that for you, which you can't afford and which you could never pay for. There's a scripture, I think, that illustrates this for us found in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. The, 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 the apostle John writes, he says, when we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, we're not forgiven of sins until we confess, hey God, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I need the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. And so the apostle Paul says it this way. He says, he says, therefore, since we have received this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Have, have you ever received the mercy of God? I hope you have. A lot of people are scared and frustrated and discouraged about this coronavirus. And part of our problem is the fact that we've never passed this way before. We've never had a, a, a plague or a, or a pestilence come through the United States of America or many other places in the world in our lifetime. But Psalms 91 verse six describes how there's a pestilence that walks in darkness and how there's a destruction that lays waste at noonday. And there's certainly been plagues and pestilences throughout history. You know, when you study world history, you, you'll learn that there's been smallpox epidemics and pandemics. There's been bubonic plagues and the Spanish flu and in 1981, HIV, AIDS was first diagnosed, and of course that destroys a person's immune system. And since 1981, in these 39 years, there have been over 35 million people to die from AIDS and from HIV. So here we are today, we're faced with uh, this coronavirus, you know, back at Christmas time, none of us even knew what coronavirus was. At Christmas time, we weren't concerned about these things. And then in January, we began hearing word that, and in February, that, that there was a virus coming out of Asia and it didn't take long for it to spread around the world. Well, the Apostle Paul, having said, I do not lose heart because of God's mercy, he says in verse eight, 
He says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Now, I don't believe that was just a, a statement of bravado by the Apostle Paul's pen. I believe he was literally saying, there are times that I am hard pressed. That, that compound word means to suffer due to circumstances and people. See, sometimes people and circumstances can drain our inspiration and our motivation for living. And Paul says, we're hard pressed on every side, but then he says, we're not crushed. Dear ones, do you feel hard pressed? Is life difficult for you? Let me encourage you to just express that to God and say, God, honestly, life is difficult. I'm feeling hard pressed. I need your grace and I need your mercy. I believe that's what the Apostle Paul did. Then he says, we're perplexed. In other words, we're confused. Did you know that, that when we get confused, that that can lead to despair, which is the depletion of hope. And when we get confused, we've got decisions to make. We don't know what, what decisions to make, and it's difficult. I believe the Apostle Paul was there. I believe there were times that the Apostle Paul had decisions to make. He didn't know what decision to make. And he just told God, he says, God, I'm perplexed. And I believe that God in his mercy Help Paul not to fall into despair. And then he says, I'm persecuted. You know, persecution means to face the opposition of people and the opposition of devils. And there is spiritual warfare. Oh, it's not seen, but it's unseen spiritual warfare. The devil would try to keep you from living for the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil would try to tell you that God is not faithful, but he's a liar and the truth is not in him. And the apostle Paul says, I've been persecuted, but I am not forsaken. And then he says, we're struck down, but not destroyed. That, that phrase struck down means Paul saying, hey, I've had some failures in my life. He says, I, I plan to do this and it didn't work out. And dear ones, I don't know how many failures you've had, but here's what I want to say to you. Don't let yesterday's failures determine tomorrow because God has made you for success. If you have had failure, if you have had sin in your life, then you simply need to say, Lord God, I confess this sin. I confess this weakness. I confess this susceptibility to, to acting and behaving in a way that's inconsistent with your word. I ask for your grace. I ask for your mercy. Because when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Dear ones, I want you to say this, just as in, 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 you may be watching by your phone or by your, on your iPad or your computer or some other device. I want you to repeat this aloud with me. Paul says we're hard pressed, but then he says we are not crushed. I want you to say this, I am not crushed. Come on, use your best voice. You can do better than that. Repeat it out loud. I am not crushed. Then the apostle Paul says we're perplexed but we're not in despair. I want you to go ahead and say that with your own mouth because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those that, 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 that will speak life will enjoy the fruit thereof. So I want you to say, I may be perplexed, but I am not in despair. Come on, say it again. I am not in despair. Then he says, I'm persecuted, but I am not forsaken. I want you to say that aloud. I am not forsaken. Say it again. I am not forsaken. And then he says, sometimes we get struck down, but I'm not destroyed. I want you to say that aloud with your own mouth. Come on, say it right now. I am not destroyed. You know, after the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln looked at the North and he looked at the South. He says, I'm not concerned that you've fallen 
but I am concerned that you arise. You see, God wants to take every scar and turn it into a star. God wants to take every, every tombstone and turn it into a stepping stone for you. The Apostle Paul continues his thoughts in verse 13. He says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. It's so important that we speak our faith. But let me say this, a person who speaks their faith is also a person who seeks the will and the way of Almighty God. Not only does Paul say, I've embraced the spirit of faith, but in verse 16, he says, therefore, we do not lose heart. He, he comes up with the same theme he started in verse one. He says, we don't lose heart. We don't give place to despair. He says, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. He says, you know what, I'm getting older. He says, I'm losing some of my hair. I may not have as much strength as I used to have, but though my outward man is perishing, my inward man is being renewed day by day. He says, every day I give myself to spiritual renewal. You know, for the last 47 years, since I was 18 years of age, I made up my mind every morning by God's grace and mercy, I was going to spend time reading the Bible and I was going to spend time in prayer. And God has never failed me. He is a faithful, faithful, faithful God. Verse 17, he says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Think about that. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment. This coronavirus is not going to last forever. Our economy is not going la- to hurt forever. Paul says our present distresses are light and they are momentary. And he says, they're working a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, a weight of splendor, because heaven is forever. Eternity is forever. And he concludes his thoughts by saying this, while we don't look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. Paul says, I'm keeping a focused vision. It's really important At this day and time when the news media is filled with all the terrible things that are happening because of the coronavirus, when when, when the the news feed on your phone is constantly saying this has gone wrong and that's going wrong and this problem is there and that problem is there, it's important that we maintain a focused vision looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And today I just want to encourage you to be encouraged. Stiff arm that discouragement and say, God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? God is my refuge and strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. And if you haven't noticed, if you look around your friends, your neighbors, The people you see at the grocery store, at the gas station, they are scared. People are worried today. But you know what? You and I, we have the answers. There is the bubonic plague that in 1350, the year 1350, the bubonic plague, it it started its way across Europe. It started with the Huns. Some of you remember the name Attila the Hun. It started with the Huns, and then it spread to the Germans, and then it spread to the Romans, and then it got into the Roman army. And the Roman army took the the virus 
the bubonic plague, they took it all around the world and over five million people died. But you know, something happened. People were, were leaving Rome in great numbers, but the Christians stayed. And the only people that would help the sick and the dying were the Christians. Now at that time, Christianity was a very small group of people. But as they served, as they helped the sick and the dying, as they saw God do miracles with healings, did you know that people began saying, these Christians have got something I don't have. And Christianity began to grow and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people began to believe on Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. Dear ones, we're living at a day and time when I think we as believers in Christ can make a huge difference. We can be agents of hope, we can be agents of healing, and we can be agents of help. Look around you, there are people that need to know about the hope that is within you. I read just the other day that in Wuhan, China, where the virus broke out, that Christians began to pass out face masks. They had, a, a, a Christian somehow found himself in possession of several thousand face masks and instead of selling them on the black market, they went to the streets and they began giving them out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They began telling people there's hope. They began praying for people and people started being healed. And I understand that in China, there is a revival today because these Christians have been bold to proclaim that Jesus knows his way out of the grave and you may seem to be in a place of, 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 of no backing out. You may have to look up to see bottom, but Jesus knows his way out of the grave and there is hope for you. Just before we celebrate communion, I want you to bow your heads. That's right. Just bow your heads right there in your living room or in your car, wherever you're watching this, bow your heads, close your eyes. I want to ask you a question. If you were to die today, would you wake up in heaven? If you were to die today, would you wake up in the presence of God? Or are you not really sure? See, the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. You say, but I'm a pretty good person. Well, you may be compared to the people on your street or in your neighborhood. But God doesn't compare us to other people. He compares us to the Lord Jesus Christ who is without sin. You say, well, Terrell, at one time I walked with God, but I've gotten away from him. Well, dear ones, I want you to know that you can renew your fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You can do that right now. Would you just bow your heads and pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord God, that's right, repeat after me. Say, Lord God, today I trust, that's right, say it, today I trust the shed blood of Christ Repeat it again, the shed blood of Christ as the full payment for my sin. I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Come on, say it aloud. I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. That's it, say it. Forgive me of my sins. Show me your mercy and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. And amen. If you prayed that prayer in faith believing today, I want to say welcome to God's kingdom. And we've got some materials that we can send you. If you'll just send us a note, you can, you can put it in the mail or you can uh, contact us online. Just say, I prayed that prayer with that man on television. We'll send you some material that'll help you. You know, I have asked our worship ensemble to again sing 
the blessing. They sang it last Sunday morning. It's taken from Numbers chapter six, which says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 1030 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.